Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jans. This is episode 60, Alcohol Isn't Just for Drinking. Trust the Trail podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. We partnered with Audible because they agreed to give our listeners, you, a 30-day free trial on over 180,000 audiobooks and titles. Just listen to AWOL the, on the Appalachian Trail by David Miller and Christopher Lane. And it was, it's a great audiobook. If you get a chance to listen to that, it's awesome. Um, just, you get, and you get that audiobook for free. Uh, just, and you get a 30 day free download just by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash trust the trail. Again, that's 180,000 titles to choose from. You can download them on your iPhone your Android, your Kindle, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash trust the trail. Go listen to that audiobook. It's great. On this episode, we talk all about alcohol, the different types, the benefits it provides. We share our own personal stories and us learning to use it and the reasons why we prefer it. Wow. You know, so there's, so alcohol, we're talking about alcohols. Stoves, right? That's correct. Okay, it's, good. And it's, <laughs> it's an entire podcast dedicated to discussing the alcohol stove. We discuss its history, the myths surrounding its practicality. We offer insider tips in using it and then wrap it up as we sum up our top three picks out on the market today. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing about alcohol stoves is that it's not, it's kind of weird because as new backpackers, normally you just go right into the canister stoves. Right. I mean, it took me a while to get to the alcohol stove. I know it took you a while. Yeah, I was like a tried and true, like pocket rocket user for maybe 12 years. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the funny thing is when I hiked it, when I did the AT in 2003, nobody used an alcohol stove. And now it seems and like now, that's I mean, a that's, norm. Yeah, and that's if, how if times If you change. use an alcohol stove in 2003, you were like an elite, some sort of superhero lightweight backpacker. <laughs> and we all looked at you like, oh, wow, what, you know? But now it's like everyone everyone makes them at their home. It's readily, readily available. Well, I mean, it's so crazy. it's funny because when I first started dating you, that was the very first time I was interest, introduced to the thought and the concept of alcohol stoves. And... And I remember watching you so intently thinking, okay. This guy knows what he's doing. Actually, is that how he won you over? (laughs) (laughs) Is my alcohol stove? (laughs) No, I don't think it was that. But I remember watching and and really focused on your method and how you did it and what you did. Because here I am with my little comfortable pocket rocket. And I was like, I had it down to a T in the science. And I knew exactly how I needed to use it, how much I could use for a particular backpacking trip. And it was definitely, I, I knew, I just, it was, it was my rhythm. It was my, it was, it was what I did. And I remember wanting to, you know, dig into alcohol and I wanted to be like, I want to explore it, but I was so hesitant to, because it was such a foreign concept to me at that time, which is 
maybe I'm really behind in the time. I think I won you over by my alcohol show. <laughs> I'm starting to think that that was that was that it. Was the like everything factor. else, I was pretty dorky. But when I pulled out the alcohol stove, I'm like, still pretty dorky. I'm like, hey man, I got a burn time of three minutes. You're like, wow. <laughs> I think that's what did it. I think that I may have won you over on the alcohol stove. That's very cool. Yeah, no, that's all in your head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So do you know do you know the history of the alcohol stove though? No, sure. Okay, so this is crazy. The alcohol stove has been around for a lot longer than we think. So actually the alcohol stove goes all the way back to 1925. Isn't that crazy? 1925, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, actually the the it was actually patented in 1904. By a New York guy named, he was a coppersmith, of course, um, named uh, Jay Henricks so in New York. If I'm this, doing the math properly, it sounds like that's uh, like 114 years ago, 114 something like that. 114 years ago, that that's correct? right, yep. Wow. I know. Alcohol talk, stoves have been around that long. Talk about back in my day. Well, I'm yeah, interested abso- to know absolutely. how long from the initial patent until it went to well, the Well, there's a there's a, a company called Trangia. They, I, they're a Swedish company. They actually got the patent for it, and they've been selling the commercial version for a long time, uh, actually since 1925. And then um, there's another company called SafeSport. They've marketed it and sold it all the way up to the 1990s. So the alcohol stove's been around for a long time. And yet it probably only recently really became popular in the market in until the last someone reali- five years. Until someone realized copper is really heavy and I could make the same <laughs> I could make the same thing out of an aluminum cat can or a beer this, can. This guy was not a backpacker. No, no. <laughs> I will make it out of copper. <laughs> you know. I mean it's a yeah. Cool. But Some, someone came up with that bridge. Oh yeah. I think I could go lighter on that one. Good <laughs> precious metal. Love it. I'm going to go with aluminum. And a little on the expensive side. Right, right, right. <laughs> How much is that? How much is that? Oh, God, so that'll be $23,000. <laughs> oh wow, that's heavy and expensive. Okay, well, let's um, define for our listeners. Let's define define what an alcohol stove is like what actually constitutes what are the what is the criteria involved to make it make a good alcohol stove yeah a good alcohol stove so i would say that um i would say like what really constitutes a good quality alcohol stove that you can use out in the field are it's got to be lightweight i mean that's i guess that's the biggest thing i mean alcohol stoves can be heavy as we just talked about could be made of copper right but they've got to be lightweight they've got to be efficient right yeah well you've got to be efficient your product to be effective but they have to be effective yeah you know they've got to be efficient they've got to be effective and they they can't they can't be cumbersome i don't want to i don't want to have to do a lot of work to use it so they've got to be minimum like you can't fiddle with it what we like to call pack, the fiddle factor. The fiddle factor. <laughs> I don't want to take it out. I don't have to try to, you know. Screw it in. Put yeah, it Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. I just I want to light it and it. go. So <laughs> those really are kind of like our factors on what is a really good quality alcohol stove, you know, for sure. And you actually make yours. Absolutely, I do. There's, there's so many different types of alcohol stoves on the market today. And... 
<laughs> because I like to make things more complicated. I want to make my own. <laughs> well, I mean, and they're not hard to make at all. They're pretty easy. The, there's, there really aren't. Um, there's always alternative to buying from the market. There's always. There's always other options. And if you were to do a simple Google search or a YouTube search on alcohol stoves and how to make them, there are so many different... Hundreds of them. So many different options out there and there's so many different variations on this same type of construction so it pretty much what i have made is a basic aluminum can construction from a uh dual from from two different pieces a cat can um a frisky cat can is what i had actually inserted into it and then a aluminum beer can and so the two melded together with a um, wick surrounding it and punching holes in these appropriate areas. Um, there's so many different diagrams on which you can just download or just pull off and print and make your own construction from. And the, the general idea is, is that you can put a wick on the inside, and this is the one that I made. You put a wick in the inside of the hollow uh, piece between the, the cat can and the beer can. And pretty much what it does is it draws, when you light that outer wick on fire, it draws all the fuel that you've put in there through a hole and it draws from the absorption of the wig it draws it upward towards the hottest part that's being burnt at the moment yeah and that's really how alcohol stoves work it's all it's about real... evaporation and pressure exactly and it's the very mixture simple. of the two um you know create this element now the, there are so many different concepts out there and there's so many different like patterns that you can follow that control more your temperatures or the way in which the fuel burns either up out or in whatever situation and so you kind of have to do a little bit of research in regards to what you want my suggestion if you're willing to look into doing it yourself a diy project on alcohol stoves is simply um read read reviews or perhaps do a few different ones and see how they go for you you don't really know what you're getting until you really test it in yeah. environment yeah and you don't have and you know and you don't have to make one there are so many that you can just buy right out of the box and we are going to at the end yeah. of this podcast tell you our top three picks on the market which Absolutely. we are obsessed with Absolutely. So I bounce back between my uh, cat can and uh, the market ones all the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Depends and on where I'm going, and how again, long I'm going to be there. Right. And again, <laughs> this 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 evolution did not happen overnight. It took a while, uh, you know, from our, you know, from our canister stove days to the alcohol stoves days. And, you know, we've used a, a number of different types of alcohol stoves until we found the one that kind of fit our lifestyle and the one that we liked the best. Uh, Ariane and I use two different types of alcohol stoves. You know, I like mine better and she likes hers better and that's what we go with and, and they work fine. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, when we talk about alcohol stoves, there's a lot of myths that go 
along with all I can I, I would never use an Alcostal. Although those myths are dissipating over the course Absolutely. of you know more people testing them in you know in these environments while they are dissipating there is still a very strong um, wave of For some reason people think it's like too technical. And it's really not. It's actually less technical. Yeah, I would say it's probably a lot less technical than than your canister stoves. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which I actually thought the opposite before I switched over. Right, right. As I was winning you over, <laughs> you, you thought, "Wow, that's a lot less technical. This guy is smooth, man." Um, okay, so the biggest myth out there is uh, alcohol stoves don't really work. Yeah, I'm, I, I hear that all the time. Well, it's the end-all, we'll, be-all. They, they'll go, well, does it work? Well, yeah, I wouldn't have been using it for the last 12 years if it <laughs> didn't. And it has never failed. We have never, ever been on a backpacking trip where we went to go use our stove and it just didn't work. Now, I will say for the DIY project, you are going to have to, with the system that I have, eventually switch out your wick. Because you have a wick, right. Right. So ultimately that wick will burn down. But that's down. a design but, issue. Yeah. And there's so many out there. But you I will have say, to use the wick. ever since I switched over from the pocket rocket and the, you know, these canister stoves to a alcohol stove, I have not ever wanted to revert back because of the 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 reliability which is another well that's factor. the other myth that's another myth you know, alcohol there. stoves aren't reliable and um again they're more reliable never not worked and the reason why they're more reliable is because there's no moving parts i mean if you think about your pocket rock and you think of all your canister stoves and look at we are not we're not putting down canister stoves at all you know they're they you know, I saw my pocket rocket. Yeah, they've got a great purpose, and some in, in, in some situations you've got to you've got to use them. But um, for average backpacking, for average outdoor use, you know, um, they're extremely reliable because they just don't have any moving parts at all. Poor fuel, light. That's about it. <laughs> Poor um, fuel. So and, well, and, and the cool thing is because they're aluminum, the choice of aluminum um, has several advantages. Um, they're lightweight, low cost, and they actually have a good thermal conductivity uh, with aluminum. So they're gonna remain they're gonna remain hotter. Now on the opposite side, that they will conduct cold a little bit more. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. But there's a trick around that also. Um, and uh, but you know they're they're they they're very reliable. Like some of the other canister stoves that you use today, they've got you've got like a little flicker light. You know they've got the spring in them that that will well there's uh, there's, there's a there, most of them have screws you got to screw it into the canister that can fail the rubber seal around it can fail yeah i mean anytime that you add elements and components any any mechanisms that add to you're always going to have that much more of an increase for failure and that's just mathematics for you yeah and the and the fact is like i could get the i could uh, a long time ago I think I could concede to the argument where, well, I can't find denentured alcohol. You know, I can't find the type of alcohol that it, it takes, which is denentured alcohol. Um, well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, you hiked 300 miles of the AT. Did you ever have a problem finding denentured alcohol? Quite the opposite. I actually found 
it to be so much more readily available and convenient convenient but you know if if they were out of stock during a busy season they may not have had the canisters and i i ran into two locations which they were down to the last two canisters and that would be a problem for all the the people behind me coming in to shop for that and not to not to mention the cost involved alone the cost the compactability you get so much more bang for the buck on denatured alcohol the we're probably going off topic, but now we're even talking about, you know, where do you toss those canisters when you're done? Well, you know, yeah, do, no, do, and that's do, always there's, been... There's that's such o- an environmental concern. That's always been involved. kind of a, um, that's always been kind of a, a issue with me. They are getting better. They're, they are now starting to have companies that can recycle those things. They do, but they're, they're harder. But you've got shipping, you've got... It's out of your way. It's, yeah, you it, it's, it's not as convenient. I'm hoping, yeah. I think in the future... I think that that technology will be much more readily available that you can refill those canisters and make it much more environmentally friendly. And that's another reason why, you know, I choose to, to go with denatured alcohol because denatured alcohol does it. It is a little bit better for the environment on the burn. You know, it's, well, it's a little bit better. Well, what I enjoy about it, and I know we're completely off topic here, but what I love is that fact that I can see how much usage I have, whereas in a canister, and and I know you throw it in water and see how the level floating, you know they've got they've they've definitely improved upon their system. But if I'm running low, I have all of these quarter full cans. So now I'm yeah. adding not just weight, <laughs> right, right. but I'm adding bulk and I'm adding like the. The, the frustration of like when is this going to run out on well, me in the middle of my meal right it's, it's a guessing game you know it really is so what you do is you end up having to buy like almost like a can and a half sometimes what so. ultimately sold me after all of this was the fact that i had i think it was like i had grown to like six different cans that were partially full but i wasn't willing to dispose right, of them right, right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to test this whole alcohol thing once and for all. Yeah. And, you know, you can connect. Yeah. I feel like we're, you know, denatured alcohol is going to sponsor the podcast. You know, sponsored by <laughs> um, denatured alcohol. Um, good for everything. Just don't drink it. It's, it's like, you it's know. It's a very costly sponsorship yeah. for the amount that it costs. <laughs> right. <you. laughs> but the thing is, you can carry it in. and You can, can, you can carry it in anything. You can carry it in a see-through um, plastic bottle and, and know how much alcohol you have. So it, it's. It, it has some advantages that so very they are very reliable right um the other myth we get a lot is that oh i don't know I, they seem dangerous to me <laughs> those things seem dangerous well you know i i guess if i guess if you're we we tend to use the common sense rule when we're out there it's and, a good rule of thumb and you know um i i probably have seen in in my outdoor career i guess I've probably seen more boiling pots of hot water spilling off of a, you know, doesn't make any difference. Canister makes no difference. Um, And that seems to be the most dangerous part of the whole cooking (laughs) issue is, is the scalding hot water. You know, I I had a friend, I had a friend that 
uh, almost did not complete her through hike. She got all the way to Maine and was about to go in the 100 mile wilderness. And um, they're at, you know, their campsite and hot water spilled and and burnt her foot and she had to get off the trail. Um, Ouch. And, wow. you know, to me, that, that that's not like a, a that's not a, a canister issue. That's not an alcohol stove no, issue. No, 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 no. That you just got to be careful out there, you know. Well, and when you're anything that you're going to boil hot water with, you're going to have to use caution. Well, at, what using alcohol stove does provide is is that in in the majority of cases you do lower your center of gravity you are closer to the ground by using the alcohol stove now there are a lot of newer stoves to the market that are you know stubbier and you know shorter and and they're the the center of gravity is definitely lowered um it's great for for all sorts of things like wind and and things like that but I remember when I was, I was nearing the end of my pocket rocket use. <laughs> it was maybe part of what had kind of pushed me towards falling for you, as mm-hmm. you would call right, it. Right, absolutely. <laughs> AKA moving to alcohol. <laughs> I um, I was on a backpacking trip, and I, our our early listeners may remember this story, but I was coming down with the flu, and I was very ill very uncoordinated because of it and all I wanted was to eat and go to bed I was so sick and I spilt my boiling hot water because the center of gravity was so high with my pocket rocket and with my pot and I spilled it and everyone everyone in the shelter was like oh party foul yeah and I was like I, I, I don't even want to talk to any of you. Everyone go away from me. And so I reboiled my water. I sucked up my, you know, my, my pride, <laughs> reboiled my water. And not once, but twice, <laughs> I spilled a hot boiling <laughs> pot of water. And I didn't have... I, I, I had no pride left in me. I didn't have three times the charm to go. I just sucked it up, packed up, <laughs> and went to bed without eating. And I, again, that's not necessarily what, what, an alcohol versus. What did they say? What did they clap the last? What, I mean, what no, was I the, think the second time people actually started feeling bad for yeah. me. And they're like, I could boil water for you. And right. I, at that point, I was <laughs> like, I don't, I'm just going to call it a night. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, it's almost like when you're in a restaurant, you know, and like someone breaks a dish in the back. Every- and like the whole restaurant either claps or they give a oh I know. and they all stop eating it did feel look. like that and and not feeling very well i was not up for the challenge of facing the crowd <laughs> doing that but um you know it's about lowering the center of gravity and controlling you know your wind use I mean, wind screens are out there obviously for all types of different stove but um it's definitely one of those highlights that now transferring over to only using alcohol stoves i see so much benefit in because there's so much less room for error yeah yeah i mean and it takes practice to to use and we'll talk about that in a minute too um but with the other myth we get too or i get that a lot is that well alcohol stoves don't work in in high altitudes 
Oh yeah, that's a big one. That's like, a, that's well, a big how high are you gonna go? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna do Everest, some... <laughs> an alcohol stall is probably not gonna be good for you. At but... that point, you've graduated. To, uh, to <laughs> yeah, at things. this point, at this point, you're in a whole new field of backpacking. You know, you're probably climbing. And this podcast is sponsored by your everyday backpacking trip. Yeah. And I mean, but I've look, when I did Long's Peak, I was at 12,000 feet and my alcohol stove worked perfectly. It was um, it was right at about freezing, maybe around 35. I think we woke up at um, it was in the summer. Uh, I had no problems with my alcohol stove. None. Zero. Worked exactly like it. You know, yeah. Does it is is there less oxygen to burn? Does it is it going to take longer to boil water? Yes, it may take a whole minute and thirty seconds longer <laughs> to boil your water. Although that could mean one day of not. Eating. I mean, I guess if you're desperate for coffee, the minute thirty seconds could. <laughs> That's a could, big deal in my world. <laughs> could, yeah, it could mean a lifetime. But but I I well, know I never had any problem with it. It does become a factor when you are portioning out your usage per, but when you get to that level of really understanding, we're going to go on that in a second, but when you get to that level of understanding your usage per volume of what you do, it's really no different at the end of the day of doing canister, extra canister, if you're two gonna canisters, be, yeah. versus the amount of alcohol that you need. Yeah, know, and again, that that's all, that's all about you know your plan and preparing. I mean, if you're going to be up in... You know high elevation then you're and and you're going to be in uh and, you, and your temperatures are going to be you know frigid then probably you're not going to carry an alcohol so you're going to probably carry the, like the msr whisper light or you're going to carry some kind of inline stove you know where you know it's got a fuel line in it so but for the most part you know i mean i've been at twelve thousand feet it worked fine um you know alcohol stoves don't they say that uh, they don't work in low temperatures. Well, I can tell you they're going to work better in low temperatures than a canister stove is going to work. Absolutely. And the one thing that you know you're going to you're going to have to do in low temperatures, whether you you have a canister stove, whether you have an alcohol stove, is you're going to have to sleep with your stove. You and, know? and your lighter. And absolutely. So if it's cold below freezing, you're going to be sleeping with your lighter, your your bic lighter in your pocket. You're going to be you're going to be sleeping with your alcohol stove because it's aluminum. And again, we talked about earlier how it conducts um, heat and cold better. You're going to be sleeping with that. Um, now, the cool thing about alcohol is it doesn't freeze. So you don't have to worry about the alcohol canister fuel, though, um, is a little bit of a different fuel. And that is more susceptible to cold weather. And so you're going to have a little bit of a harder time getting that thing to boil water. Now, I've used both in cold water or in cold weather, um, I would have to say that both of them, they don't like cold. But if you sleep with your alcohol stove and you sleep with your lighter, the alcohol stove for me worked better than a canister stove. Well, I can tell you it's a lot less chilly too. Like when you put your toes up against right, right. a canister stove, trust right. me, it's not very comfortable. No, no it's not. But the and and that's the thing with alcohol, you know, you can you can use a very small bottle, you know, put it, you know, put it next to you, you know, at night. Um, and you know the alcohol stoves are so small, they're so tiny, 
Um, so yeah, there there are a lot of myths out there. Um, you know, we have we have never ever had a, a problem or an issue at all with an alcohol stove. I mean, I cannot think of one. Not one, and not one that I recall any single individual that I've ever known, met, encountered has uh, discussed negatively about alcohol stoves. Now, I will say, after using something other than alcohol, my entire backpacking, you know, in my entire backpacking experience, I have never regretted experimenting with alcohol and learning about the alcohol stove. And I have to say, I wish I had done it so much earlier. But I mean, I didn't know what I. You don't know what you don't know right. until you, you gotta are go out willing there and to with it. do you gotta it. You got to go out there and test your gear. And, and that is one of these tips that we want to share with you. Um, one of my biggest struggles initially when I moved over towards alcohol stoves is the process of of understanding you know how how much volume i needed to pack for how many days i was going to be out there you know so like the volume per the frequency in which i was going to use it um was i going to be cooking um something more versus boiling water it's going to take more alcohol and you know what are the variables what are the factors what are what's the what's the the weather pattern that differentiates if I need to add extra alcohol to it. You know, what's my, what's my one backup meal alcohol volume? And then, you know, obviously different environmental factors are going to be in account when you do this. I mean, it's going to change. Like the amount of wind that you experience um, is, is definitely going oh, to yeah, alter absolutely. just like anything that, and that's going to be like that with almost a canister stove either. The, the other thing that we get a lot, too, about alcohol stoves is that, well, you can't simmer with an alcohol stove. That's not true. That's not true. You can simmer. It just, you just takes got a particular and, kind. And, and you, can, <laughs> you can make a little doohickey to, to do it with. But you can, you can simmer. Um, you know, the thing is, I try to be interactive with my cooking. So I try to lift the pan up off the stove. You know, to reduce yeah. the amount of heat. This is like, what's a what's a popular chef out there? Uh, God, I don't. Uh, I can't even think I, of I know, one right, right now because I don't watch like Chef TV. If, is that a thing, Chef? But TV? yeah, I lift but, up. But I lift the pan. This is Scott. He's out there. If you can envision Scott backpacking with the white apron and the little white hat, the, I think Ab- that's a baker's hat. But either a way, big spatula. <laughs> Either way, flipping pancakes. He's out there with a big like smirk on his face, like you like know. A, nobody can cook. <laughs> nobody can cook better on an alcohol stove than me. And I, I can, assure you, he carries I, a little bit more alcohol I do. due to that. I but, do. But for a tip for you, if you are going out there and experiencing alcohol stoves for the first time and playing with denatured alcohol versus how much volume it takes to cook for your particular pot with your particular stove, because I can assure you one alcohol stove to the next are going to burn very very differently it's going to adjust the amount of fuel in which you use it's going to adjust the amount of time in which it takes to burn if there's priming involved versus not involved there's a lot of factors out there so what i did when i first did this i had 
several alcohol stoves that I practice with. I went in my concrete driveway with a stopwatch, aka my iPhone, because <laughs> who carries a stopwatch anymore? Right. Right. <laughs> Right. And I tested all these theories, you know, how long is it going to take? How much, how much usage am I going to get to get to a boil per volume? And that was an important factor in learning how to pack for my backpacking trips when I, when I first converted over because it was such a foreign concept for me to envision how how much do I how much denitrol alcohol do I need to take for a four day backpacking trip? Like it was so foreign, I didn't even have a concept. It, it takes practice. I mean, you know, and like, that's our biggest test. And that's probably one of the reasons why people don't go with alcohol stoves right away. It's because you know the canister stoves give you they give you boom, you know, light it, it's gone. Um, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But in the long run... And you can control... You can the, control the simmer... And, without and lifting your pot. Without lifting the pot. <laughs> it is easier. No doubt about it. Um, and you, the, But the thing is, is that at some point in time, if you keep backpacking and you, and you really get into it and you're going and, and you love it, you're going to do some long distance hiking or maybe you're getting ready to, to through hike, in the end, you're going to love the the alcohol stove and you're probably going to buy it anyway so you know if, you know if we can you know we're not really trying to push the alcohol stove we're, we're just saying that it really does work for us and for new people that are getting out there for people that want to that are out there testing their gear getting ready to do a, a, a big epic trip try it you know you want to give yourself every advantage that you can to fit your gear with your lifestyle and you want to be able to say you know what I, I dig it. I like it. So give yourself that chance, you know, like test it out. It does take a little practice knowing exactly like Ariane said, how much alcohol to use, but it's pretty fun and it takes nothing to do. Um, uh, just a couple tips. One kind of, you know, clear the debris on the ground when you put your alcohol stove on there. Um, and uh, I usually use a, like a piece of flashing uh, or tin. I actually put my alcohol stove on on the ground, but I usually clear the, the leaves and the debris and stuff like that around there because uh, it does get hot once you put your windscreen around it. It, it does get hot down there. Um, and then always close the cap of your alcohol <laughs> before you light anything. Tip. We saw That's a picnic a table tip. go up one time. Um, but, well, but, it's funny but just close so there are some safety issues that we want to just kind of go over but but it's all common sense stuff yeah common sense to an extent so when i first moved over to um alcohol stove there's a big difference in the silence of an alcohol stove versus the, the pocket rocket or something <laughs> the pocket yeah, right. rocket or your canister stoves one creates an obscene amount of noise Right, you know, right. Well, you know it's lit. You know it's you lit. Know it's lit because you can hear it. Right. Versus the alcohol stove, which has absolutely no sound. The whatsoever. silent flame. Enjoy the silence of nature. Yeah. Yeah. If it's <laughs> dark out, you have no problem. I During have to day, say, it's a problem. So I get used to it. I lit it during the day, and before I knew it, I was like, "Why is my hand burning?" Yeah. <laughs> and I had severed 
every single hair from you know my wrist all the way down my finger um charred charred but i mean it was just the hair follicles because you know obviously just the the hair follicles (laughs) it was fine (laughs) there was there was no dead skin um so i learned very quickly from that one instance um a tip to the wise when learning to use an alcohol stove a lot of times if you do one from the internal where you have to kind of stick your hand into the inside or use a match use use a very small little twig from your surrounding area and do it and you can save the hairs on your hands hey you know (laughs) it takes practice all your gear takes practice you know you you got to become one with your gear you know i'm so good with that alcohol stove now like i know exactly how to light it I, I mean, I don't even look at it anymore, but it just takes it just takes practice. We cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner on an alcohol stove, and so and that video that is on awesome. YouTube. That video is on YouTube, by the way. Um, but we cooked a whole Thanksgiving dinner on it. So well, as um, well as a um, a video of these next two. Um, top picks. So we have three top picks for you. There's actually two top picks that we duel out in a YouTube video, and that is definitely on our channel. So go check it out. Yeah, and by the way, if you guys are thinking about podcasting and you want to get into podcasting all the way, we host all of our podcasts on Blueberry.com. Um, if you're looking to get into podcasting, Ariana and I can certainly help you with that. We love it. Uh, Blueberry.com is a great site because they have a great WordPress plugin. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. And just by listening to the Trust the Trail podcast, they will give you one free month of hosting. So that's very cool. You can just type in Trust the Trail in the promo code, or you can go to the backpacker.tv and click on the banner that's on any of the Trust the Trail episode posts. So it says one free month, blueberry.com. Just click that banner. And anytime we can help you with podcasting, just let us know. We'd be happy to do it. So we're going to give our top three. Top three. Solo alcohol burner. Yeah, the solo. It's new to the market. It's really good. We like it. It's lightweight. It does have a little bit of a longer burn time. Um, It may take about six minutes to get your uh, water boiling. Um, But it's very lightweight. It's very durable. Um, It's a great out-of-the-box buy if you're looking for your first alcohol stove so we we like it we love it yeah absolutely and then the next two are dueled out in that youtube video tokes versus the white box yeah so the white box alcohol stove is this is where you're going to get into your cooking preferences and your lifestyle on the trail okay because i i know this sounds really silly but when we say lifestyle on the trail, and we've done several podcasts on it, we we are we really mean it. Like, what is your lifestyle on the trail? Yeah, I just need I just need I just need boiling water. Done. Well, that's which not my, my lifestyle. Which is my cooking style. However, Scott's cooking. Style. I need I need some bacon in the morning, and so <laughs> I want to cook. And so I use the white box alcohol stove because it has a super long burn time. I can have a continuous burn. For 12 minutes so yeah that's going to take a little bit more alcohol obviously but it's durable it's sturdy that thing could you could i could i i mean literally it it is very very durable 
It runs about $21, $24. It's made in England. It's it, You can buy it on Amazon. I'll put the link on there for it. But I love that alcohol stove. I've been using that stove for 10 years, the same one, and it's never, ever failed me. And I will say the white box alcohol stove is the only stove that I will take over my homemade cat can. Yeah. It's yeah. the only one that duels out evenly with that. Yeah. And it's just kind of based on where I'm going, how long I'm going, how much alcohol I want to carry, that kind of thing. Because one you, takes you, more you than the other. You do have to prime it. It is one of those alcohol stoves you have to prime. But it takes a minute. But you can stick your pot right on right on the alcohol stove. Right I on love it. the white box. The yeah. white box single-handedly is is one of our favorites. But if you want a really – if you want an, another really cool uh, alcohol stove, we Even recommend – more lightweight. Yeah, we recommend Tokes. T-O-A-K-S, Tokes Titanium Alcohol Stove. It, it is the bomb. It We love it. And the, one of the reasons why we like it is because sometimes you can overpour your alcohol. Sometimes you pour. I get a little overzealous with things. and Yeah. You know, you pour you, a little much. You pour your alcohol in it. You get your water to boil. You, you take the pot off and you still have alcohol in your Tokes. You blow it out. Now you got. You know, you got to, you, you know, you have alcohol in the Tokes. What do you do? That's well, a hot meal that you're. Tokes is one of the few alcohol the... stoves that you can pour the alcohol back in and you can reuse your alcohol. Yeah, it's a really cool feature. It's a very cool feature in that. Now you're getting into multi-using your gear and um, it's, we, we, we love it. it. The one thing about Tokes is I wish they sold it as a package. You have to buy the alcohol stove, the windscreen and Yep, there's, um, you do have to, uh, they sell a little uh, mesh screen that goes around the, the, the alcohol stove that you sit your pot on. So that's the, uh, that's one of the stove that you don't sit your pot right on the stove. It comes with an elevated screen that you sit your pot on. Um, but other than that, it's super, super lightweight, very durable. I mean, this stove is lightweight. I mean, Absolutely. it's under an ounce. I mean, it it. It's crazy lightweight. Now we use all the Tokes um, uh, cookware, you know the pots, you know, and everything. Hands like that. down, my favorite, which is how we discovered the alcohol stove from Tokes. Yeah. But if you guys have something out there that you love, you're passionate about, you want to trump our three top picks. Go ahead, trump it. Tell us about it. Share it with us. We would love to hear your take on what's the best out there yeah absolutely and there's a there's thousands of them out there oh you guys. My there's God. thousands of them yeah i think our, our our main gig was we just you know for new backpackers out there for people that are on the fence between canister and alcohol try the alcohol you're gonna have a blast with it make one have you know spend a saturday afternoon on a rainy day and make yourself an alcohol stove it is a blast to do it's a lot of fun um, there's a ton you of to YouTube videos out there, right? <laughs> right. P try not to singe your uh, uh, hair off on your hand, uh, but it's it. You know, it's a lot of fun, and and we've really super enjoyed using an alcohol soap out there. Absolutely. For sure. Well, we have a few major shout outs. Yeah, to absolutely. Offer. So first of all, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we want to each really, and every week. We appreciate you guys so much. We really want to uh, thank a, a a couple states. Yeah, so uh, we are actually downloaded in all fifty states. Yep, 
Absolutely. Which is really cool. So huge shout out to California. Thank you so much. You are you are leading our podcast downloads. Uh, well, they we, definitely have the numbers. They definitely have the numbers. <laughs> so uh, it's a beautiful state. Thank you so much, California. Texas is another uh, huge. They are second. You know, home to us, Georgia and Illinois. Thank Georgia, you. Illinois. You guys are third and fourth. We have in North Carolina, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I know. Love it. Killing it. So thank you guys so uh, so much. I mean, really super appreciate that. Um, but we also want to give a shout out to Hawaii. They are our lowest listener rate. But they've got a lot there. on their mind right. They now. have a lot going on at the so moment. So <laughs> we've been we've been thinking about you guys in Hawaii, and we wanted to. Uh, we just we've been thinking about you guys we, so we, we want to send a lot it. of love and a lot Absolutely. of good vibes to you guys and and, and uh, we totally get there. it hang in there hang in there but you know we would we would love to get those numbers up let us know if we can come help yeah, absolutely. We'll go out there in a minute. So uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It helps spread the love of our podcast. Um, we thank you so much. Um, you can download our uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Pod, Podbean, and I think we're on Spotify now. So if you're on Spotify, uh, go ahead and give us a, a listen on there too. In the, in the meantime, get outside test your gear, trust the trail, and have a great time. Oh my god, have so much fun. Enjoy it. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, you guys. Bye.